0: Good evening, welcome to Ready Row USA. I'm really excited to be here with the new CEO of U.S. Rowing, Amanda Krauss. Say hi to the people, Amanda. Hi everybody. (laughs) And Jim Dietz, will be talking with her about her vision for U.S. Rowing. She's just started, I believe, November 1st. Is that correct? That's right, this is uh, two and a half weeks in. So you're fresh, (laughs) but um, just A few things before we get started, Um, just when you thought uh, 2020 couldn't get any more challenging, um, Amanda took over the helm as CEO of U.S. Rowing on November 1st, as I said, amid a raging pandemic and an intense conversation about uh, uh, diversity and inclusion in the sport of rowing. Uh, Amanda founded Row New York in 2012 and built it into a major force for inclusion in the sport. And Jim will talk with her about her hopes and dreams and plan of action for the organization. And he, Jim Dietz, is, probably needs no no introduction, but in case you don't know, he's a six-time Olympic athlete and coach. Can we roll it into six, Jim?
1: Yeah, that's good. Six. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he just retired from UMass Amherst, who is a varsity coach. He currently is... And co-founded All American Rowing Camp with Mark Wilson, and he's currently the coach there. And um, I have the pleasure of having him coach me when I go down there to Florida. So Amanda is the uh, our uh, special guest, as I said, and we will be hearing more from her over the over the next few months. I'm sure we'll have her back on the podcast. But Jim, if you want to. Wait a second. We do have another thing to mention, station identification. Uh, Listen to the end for the hashtag. Well, I won't tell you what it is, because I want you to listen to the end. But um, you can review us on your uh, podcast app or YouTube, and please subscribe so that you get notification of uh, episodes like this. You can win gadgets and gear and services by using that hashtag. So stay tuned for that. And uh, Jim, do you recognize that picture up there? It looks
1: like Mark handing out uh, treats on uh, one of the rows around uh, Huntoon Island.
0: That's exactly what it was. It yep. was a mini muffin that he yep. was giving. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So I don't think we would have made it if we hadn't if we had Mark's mini muffin maybe. But, yep. Um, OK, and our our uh, sponsors are the Rowing Retailer Directory by Rowing Chat. We appreciated, appreciate their sponsorship. Um, you can go to rowing.chat and find, browse around to all the retailers. We're trying to help them get rebooted after the pandemic shutdowns and so forth. So it's a great service that Rowing Chat has started. It's rowing.chat slash retailer. And then uh, Rebecca Caro of Rowing Chat is putting out her new Rowing Tales book. So she is uh, publishing that next month and it's on Amazon Rowing Tales book 2020. Okay, Jim, it's time to uh, find out what Amanda's got in store for for uh, for us rowing.
1: Thanks, Charlotte, <laughs> and thanks for the opportunity to uh, to uh, uh, interview Amanda here tonight. Uh, Amanda, there are twenty six NGBs in the United States national sports governing bodies. Uh, you're probably one of the few CEOs that actually, has participated in the sport that you're in charge of uh can you give us a little bit about how you got involved with rowing
2: yeah absolutely and uh this is so much fun already being here with you jim i wish we were in person um and charlotte thanks for having me i will answer that question also fun fact i was talking with um someone at the USOPC this afternoon and she said, you know, this is actually fun because I never, I so rarely get to talk to women CEOs because I think it's just me and Lili Lang, uh, from gymnastics. And then I don't want to get this wrong. There's one more sport that's run by a woman. That um, was going
1: to be my next point. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> yes. but I'm forgetting what it is. This is terrible. Um, but uh, yeah, to answer your question, I was a walk-on at UMass Amherst um, many years ago. You know, I had been a runner in high school and and really didn't know anything about the sport, so it was just you know tall and wandering through campus. And uh, as all good rowing coaches do, they just grab the tall people and say, "Have you thought about rowing?" So that was my beginning, and um, never thought that the sport would turn into being such an enormous part of my life. Um, you know, I, I, my career is due to this sport for many, many years. Actually, 2002 where New York was started um, and uh, met my husband, as you know, through the sport, through you. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. responsible for that, too. Uh, so, you know, it's really shaped my life. And, and I feel very lucky to be in the, the role that I'm in now to be able to give back to it.
1: I think U.S. rowing is very lucky to have somebody of your quality in there. <laughs> You know, having the experience of having rowed yourself, having coached yourself, having started a business, you know, in my mind, U.S. rowing a long time ago needed to be treated like a business, you know. And I think bringing that aspect to, to the sport is is really going to help, help us a lot. Um, how do you perceive? I mean, you, you've been there since the onset of Title IX and gender equity. And you know, in the, the past 26, 27 years since the Amateur Sports Act finally kicked in, you know, you've been a part of the sport. You've seen it grow exponentially. Uh, from, from our early college days to where the NCAA is today, where junior rowing is today. Uh, we go to our, our US Rowing Junior Championships And it's like going to an international event today. It's absolutely incredible. So we've had this tremendous growth. How are we going to make it continue to grow? How can we become more inclusive? And these, I know, are the same things that world rowing is looking at at the same time.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just been an explosion for the sport, especially on the women's side, as we know. Um, and I was lucky enough to benefit from that. And um, I think that that's super exciting. But you're asking good questions, right? How do we stay relevant? And especially now when we're seeing, you know, as a result of this pandemic, rowing being cut from college programs. And mm-hmm. it's really devastating to see uh, any sport being cut, but especially, obviously we're biased to see rowing cut is really upsetting. Uh, and I hope it comes back and comes back quickly. Uh, and I think, you know, my job right now, two and a half weeks in is really, um, I will have answers right now. I think I have more questions than answers uh, in terms of, you know, the sport and its direction. And my job now is to listen to all of our stakeholders. So that's the masters rowers it's junior rowers it's coaches it's adaptive para national team athletes junior national team athletes i mean i have all these listening tours planned um just to to ask that question what can u.s rowing do to make the sport better for you as a rower for you as a coach for you as a club you know how can we be a resource because i think when we can show our value then um you know we can ask more um ask for more support from funders to members to clubs uh, so it'll work in both directions, right? When we can provide more value, then we can ask for more support and feed off of yeah. one another in a, in a really good way.
1: Yeah, I get that often all the time. Well, what, is, what does U.S. Rowing do for us? You know, and the fact is we don't publicize enough what we do for the membership. You know, I mean, the rules of rowing, uh, our judge referees, championship regattas that we run on every level from juniors to U23 to elite the masters, uh, safe sport and how important that is, you know, rowing education and certification of, of coaches. All of this stuff is relevant and all of this stuff has a price tag to it and we need to get out there and, and show the membership you know, that U.S. Rowing is in fact working really hard on all of these a- avenues and it's going to be difficult to please everybody.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah. You can't please everybody. I think you probably know that. Um, I think we, Mm -hmm. anyone, uh, I think we all know you can't please everybody, but I think it's a combination of, I think there's more we can do. um, And that's what I'm so eager to find out in these, you know, listening tours with folks over the next few weeks is, you know, getting answers to those questions. What, what do people want? What do they need? Um, What do rowers and coaches and clubs need, but also we can do a better job of, Publicizing, like you said, the things that we are doing, because I don't think we're we're making that clear yet of all the value that we are providing. Um, we're sort mm-hmm. of too modest on that front. And now that I'm sort of on the not sort of now that I am on the inside here, I'm seeing. I mean, how incredibly hard this team is working. It's it's unbelievable. The you know, it's a small staff, and they are just you know, as rowers do, just like you know, doing the work. So
1: overachievers.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, and just you know, you just people just are not logging off. I'm like, you guys, just go get offline. Like, go eat dinner, do something else. You know, um, they're working really hard.
1: Yeah. So, so fundraising is going to be a big part of your your thing. Uh, what's our brand? You know, in the in the past, I think our sport. You know, I go back a long ways. Fifty six years in the sport now, and and in all that time, our brand has always been, well, you're this elitist sport that's only participated in in prep schools in the Ivy League and stuff like that. And I've seen it change tremendously, you know, with, with programs like yours, with Title IX and all the club and high school programs starting all over the country. Uh, it, it's just amazing. But, you know, what's our brand going to be? How, how can we go out and, and sell the sport more? Because I think our sport has so many great stories that could be told.
2: Yeah. I think that's something I'm really excited about to dig into is um, I mean, yes, to go back. Absolutely. Fundraising is something that we need to focus on Um, and, you know, we, we need to drive revenue. We need to bring in more resources, but I think, um, you know, in terms of our brand, I'll have a fuller answer for that soon, but it definitely has to change and I'm excited for it to change. And I think, you know, you were sort of leading the way on that in many years ago in the Bronx, right? You were that, that tall kid from the Bronx, right? And mm-hmm. um, I think we need to do a good job of letting people in this country know that a rower can look like many different things, right? It's not just, um, you know, the guys from Princeton and Yale and Harvard, it's them, but it's not just them, right? Um, so we're not pushing anybody out, but we're saying um, a rower can be so many different things in terms of ability, uh, in terms of socioeconomic background, race, gender. We want it to be inclusive. We want to celebrate um, you know, we want to celebrate diversity. We want to invite people into the proverbial boathouse who have, have in the past not felt like there was a place there for them.
1: Yeah. That's something else that, that's changed over the past fifty-six years. I mean, the price of equipment, because of technology, has gone down so so much. You know, our wooden boats are now pre-preg carbon fiber boats right. that'll last a hundred years after we're all gone. Yeah. You know, rowing isn't that expensive sport once you get it started within it within your, your boathouse, once you start establishing boats and stuff. It's it's not that expensive thing that most people think it is.
2: Right, you know? and they don't think that, you know, they think, oh, I need to be, I need to, you know, have been doing this since I was young, or, you know, I have to mm-hmm. go to school at Princeton, or I have to, you know, they're all these, like, I'm not that, I, I you know, I, they, people can't see themselves. And, you know, they always say, you can't be what you can't see. So U.S. rowing has to do a good job of showing what a rower can look like. And, and that's many different things. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, there's great ways they can do it now because again, modern technology, we've got we got camcorders and camera angles and, and everything else. I mean, our race isn't is no longer the last hundred meters of a race. You're watching races for the entire two thousand meters of the entire five K of a head race even, you know. Uh, you can bring the audience into your boat today. And, and right. let them know the people, you know, you get, you get people out there like Jevy Stone, you know, tremendous athlete, doctor, you know, doing it all, you know, those are great stories, you know, yeah. and those stories have to get out there, because the public will eat them up.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I mean, we're biased, right? But I think, and I'm sure you do, too, like, we're the best um, sort of ambassadors for, like, what this country sh- really should be standing for in terms of, you know, hard work and working together and what it means to be a part of a team and what it means to just like, put the work in. Um, and and no matter how you slice it, there are no shortcuts, right? And so rowing rewards that. And I think our country um, celebrates that. And I think there are a lot of brands that I'm hopeful will wanna be associated with our brand.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I do too. Uh, but it, 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 goes, you know, beyond the Olympics even. And, and I know that's coming up next year and the, and that's a challenge now being the fifth year and a quadrennial, how do you, how are you going to support <laughs> that team? It's it, difficult for the athletes, difficult for everybody. I, I think hopefully the games will, will come to fruition in, in, in Tokyo and put everybody to rest, you know, uh, Sponsors, athletes, all the others, but it goes beyond that too. You know, it goes it goes to master rowing and and how much that's grown over the years. Uh, you know, people say, "Well, what does rowing do for masters rowing?" Well, I look around and I go to all the regattas. You know, masters are represented at every head race. You mm-hmm. know, they have regional championships in in the United States. They have national championships in the United States. Our our masters are going over and competing. Internationally in, in Europe, and those masters are kicking back to the sport, you know, and oh, that's absolutely. part that's part of the growth of the sport, you know, and a very important element of the sport. Now, I think rough count, I think U.S. drawing was was talking somewhere about eighty thousand registered members. Mm-hmm. There's probably double that, you know, but we've got to get all those people to come into the fold you know, exactly. and, and, and become part of the process. You mm-hmm. know, and a lot of that I think is, is, is seeing our national team athletes, you know, in the United States and becoming part of the process.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Are we supposed to answer that question that keeps popping up?
1: <laughs> I don't know.
2: Oh, is it popping up for you
0: too?
1: It is popping up for me. I think diversity <laughs> yes, is built I... with boots <laughs> on the ground and local <laughs> rowing club. Row clubs. All My... clubs are my desperately friend Nancy, trying to survive.
0: My how friend Nancy Mac has wanted to ask that question for.
1: You know, I, I I don't think, well, Amanda could answer this question, but I don't think it's U.S. rowing's responsibility to, to, to support the clubs in, in this matter. I think the clubs have to learn to, to support themselves in this matter, you know, how to, how to bring coaches in. Uh, we did this a little bit uh, with adaptive rowing way back when you were in school at, at UMass, Amanda. We had the adaptive rowing program. How could we help out? We we brought the gals down that were registered lifeguards to mm-hmm. become lifeguards. We Others that were in exercise science majors were, were getting uh, a credit every semester for teaching the course. There's a lot of different creative ways that, that clubs can do this, but you jump in on that, Amanda, because you're the expert.
2: Well, I don't know that I'm the expert, but if, in terms of... Um, helping them. I don't know if it's helping them survive or if it's help. I'm not sure if I'm understanding the question correctly, if it's helping them survive or helping them make their boat houses more diverse and inclusive. Um, Mm. if it's, I mean, I probably have thoughts on both. I think if it's, and I, and I actually do think that U S rowing can be helpful, um, and will be for, I'll, I'll, I'll broach the diversity and inclusion piece first is one thing, you know, we're trying to do is, um, there's a great new committee that was created of 17 individuals who are fantastic, and we meet twice a month. It's a DEI committee of the board, and there are people from all around the country uh, who are really working on helping me set the agenda for US rowing moving forward on the DEI front. And part of it will be you know, we will have a full time person at US rowing who will help. Um, help answer those questions of clubs because essentially, and and junior programs around the country, essentially, people are asking the same questions, right? They're always asking, like, how do we how do we become more inclusive? What do we do with students who aren't comfortable on the water? What do we do um, in terms of integrating kids from very affluent backgrounds with kids from more modest backgrounds? Um, you know, how do we do these things? And so. We're gonna be able to help answer those questions and be thought partners with with clubs and coaches around the country. Um, we're gonna help we're gonna be able to help with um, showing people how to write grant proposals, how to do fundraising, how to start a fundraising committee. Uh, you know, so help drive um, information and and be be a resource for clubs. And eventually, I would like us to get to a place where we can raise money to invest in clubs who are starting their own outreach programs. But there's little stuff we can do right now that's easy, like clubs that are serving predominantly kids from low-income backgrounds right now, they have they can apply for two free spots at our convention um, coming up in December, for example. So there, there's things that we're already doing, and there's a lot more that we can do um, to be, again, to be a resource for clubs. I think there's a lot of information sharing. I think we can as a governing body, be the group that helps connect groups around the country, right, and host the conversations. Because at the end of the day, so many people and coaches and rowers are facing the same challenges and have the same questions. So we can help be a resource in that way.
1: Hmm. Very good. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> it, it, it's a big topic. And uh, again, we're going to have to become a big tent. And one of the things that that is going to help our tent uh expand is the International Olympic Committee now has come up and and pushed up the date for uh for coastal rowing and beach sprints coming into the 2024 Olympics that's a whole different ball game which again could play into both these avenues because coastal boats are are cheaper they're more durable uh they're more stable you could get kids that don't have the greatest, swimming skills and get them into those boats immediately, you know, those boats can be used for different levels in your program, you know, for, from juniors, you know, mm-hmm. to adaptive to whatever. Um, it So as if you don't have enough on your plate, now you got coastal in there. And how are you going <laughs> to figure this out?
2: You know? Yeah, I just end up laughing all the time now. It's sort of like <laughs> laugh or cry. Um you know, when we get phone calls, like, what are you going to do about COVID? And how are you going to plan like budgeting for a year? I experienced this at row New York when COVID first um, came to our country. Um, and now I'm going through it at US rowing. Um, budgeting is always challenging enough. But then you add in like, we don't know when the country will reopen. So yeah. <laughs> there's the laugh. Yeah, um, And, you know, so you just, you just do the best you can, right? And you do scenario planning. And, um, but yeah, with coastal, I think, listen, it sounds, it sounds like a ton of fun. I can't wait to try it out. I don't think I'll be good at it personally, because I don't like get in and out of the boat so fast anymore um and i think that that's like a part of it right as it starts yeah, on the right beach. um yeah. so you have to like friend and then jump in the boat and i'm usually the one like i can't get my shoes off um so i will probably fail but i think it looks like a ton of fun and i think it's gonna i'm hopeful you know it's gonna drive like a whole new group of people who think oh well this speaks to me right this idea of like it's on the beach and maybe it'll be more fun um and not to say that rowing isn't fun as it is now, but a different kind of fun, maybe more of a spectator sport. Um, you know, maybe we'll have some beer sponsors there. Like I, I just think there's opportunity, and and like you said, big tent, right? Um, yeah. And, and it's going to be an Olympic sport, so
1: exactly. Um, start training. I, 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 I could I, I could see coastal going hand in hand with beach volleyball and different things like that. You know, I, I, I'd see coastal as you know touring around the country. I mean, you can take these boats anywhere, you know, I'm out, I'm out rowing off of Orleans here on Cape Cod, watching the seals out in the ocean get chased by the great whites, you know, it's like all kinds of good fun.
2: Yeah. Didn't Dave do that crazy row somewhere?
1: Oh yeah. We've, we've both done the, uh, the, uh, the, the race around, uh, uh, Cape Ann, uh, the Blackburn challenge. Yeah we've done a few of those. Yeah. Yeah,
2: So I think it'll be fun. I mean, I, yeah, I need to learn more about it.
1: Yeah. We need to, we need to start more beer leagues in in different towns, you know, get these different bars involved. That's how you get more spectators.
2: I'm telling you. And
1: and that's what they're going to be looking for on the Olympic channels. How Mm -hmm. many people are, are, are clicking on to to, the the evening races to to see rowing, you know, and and there again, it's how to be relevant in today's world. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And then all the indoor rowing, um, you know, with hydro and the, um, the mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't an official plug, but kind of it was.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, there, there is a rumor going around that I spread COVID. And the reason is because everybody in America is getting into singles now. And that's where everybody in America should be. I mean, Row New York, CRI, every program in the country. College finally buying singles. You did it, Jim. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah. So finally, it's happening.
2: Yeah, and then James did it too because now Hydro's taking off. So yeah. Yeah. Um. Yes, Tracy. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I know people who are scared. If if, if
1: I go Tracy, then that'll, that'll be a good ending to the book.
2: (laughs) Jim, that's not even funny. It's true that we have to be worried about these sharks. I have no (laughs) comment. I have no comment on the sharks. Um, But yeah, I think James was behind COVID too, because now everyone's on the hydros and then um, with the erging. but, but all jokes aside, I mean, I can't tell you how many calls just row York got, you know, do you have any of those rowers you could sell us? We're desperate for a rower. Yeah. Um, that meant they mean Ergs um, or yeah, hydros right. or because it's really taken off. And, you know, yeah. we're even talking about, can we, in the world indoor championships, this is unofficial, but like, can we create a new category for brand new, you know, like basement rowers, people who uh-huh. are like, yeah. Oh, I want to throw my hat in the ring or all those people, yeah. um, you know, the orange theory people who use the rowers or the, um, Crossfitters, you know, we should be embracing them. And, and yeah,
1: I don't, I don't know if it's if it's if it's a quantitative thing or whatever. But you know, people get on these drawing machines and they can see their work output over time. And just like hooking a, a college kid like you when you came to UMass, you know, all of a sudden you get on a machine and. You're going really slow and then a week later you're going that much faster. Right. And then a week later, and you see the growth. And with yeah. that, exponentially you're feeling healthier and more empowered and everything else. I think you your average person that that gets on these hydros and concept twos, they're gonna get that same experience. And I'd like to see the next step be those people step into a boat, because yes. that would be the ultimate, you know, to to go from machine to boat and that's what we do in all of our junior and college programs. You right. know, the kids start on the machine; and they get into the boat. Let's right. get more people into the boats. U.S. Rowing will be extremely healthy.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: Yeah. So we're we're coming to the to the end of our half hour. So the the really important questions that I have seen that you're now the CEO of U.S. Rowing. Do you plan on rowing a mixed double with Mike in the future, and <laughs> and or Getting the two kids involved in rowing a quad out there, you know, a mixed quad would be very nice to see.
2: That would be good. So Wyatt is now taller than I am at fourteen, so I look uh-huh. up at 6'3. three. And the mixed double—I mean, I would need your professional advice on if that's good for a marriage. Um, uh,
1: definitely good for a marriage, not for my marriage, but possibly yours. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and who do you put? Um, who do you put in stroke, and who do you put in bow? The man, the woman, the you know, the more alpha in the couple, like, what I, I would
1: definitely have you in the stroke seat. I think it's better to have the gal in the stroke it's seat. It's
2: better. It's better. Yeah. And
1: your okay. technique was always better than Mike's. <gasps> I'm going to
2: have <laughs> to get him. Yes. I have to agree when I walk by him erging in the basement. Now I have to say it's very, I hold back, but I, sometimes I don't. And sometimes mm-hmm. I say, straighten your head out. Like, what are you doing? Cause he mm-hmm. does this and I can't help. I can't hold back. And he kind of grunts something and, keeps going. Um, say,
1: say Mike, this is America In America. It's all about looking good. You look terrible.
2: <laughs> Don't do that head tilt. Um, but right. yeah, I think eventually, yeah, eventually we'll, we'll get in a double together. I think that would be a lot of fun. We'd need you to coach us though.
1: Uh, I'll come on <laughs> down anytime. <laughs> well, U S rowing is in a good place right now. I'm so glad that you're there. And, uh, Let's, let's look at many, many years of, of success and, and growth within our sport and in our country here.
2: Thanks, Jim. I'm going to be uh, calling you
0: a lot.
1: <laughs> okay, no problem. Charlotte, like be- thank you for the opportunity to, to do You're this. You're welcome.
0: You? I'd like to be yeah. a fly on the wall in some of those conversations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you both. Um, and we will have you back on if you can catch your breath, maybe in a couple of months, Amanda, and and yeah, yeah, just I know you know a lot of people are interested in you know supporting you and your efforts at US Rowing, so um, it's really exciting to have you there.
2: Thank you, thank yeah. you, I'm happy to be on again. Yeah, definitely, and happy to hear people's thoughts and. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, can you tell us a little bit about the convention coming up? It's December eighth to the twelfth, is it?
2: Yes, Um, and it is going to be, I mean, you know, as far as virtual things go, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I think it's going to be fantastic. We have a really good lineup of people um, from, you know, coaching education folks, um, you know, sessions on rigging and nutrition. Um, Mm -hmm. We have a really good lineup on the DEI front, too. We have Arshay Cooper uh, leading the way. He's also hosting an incredible panel we have rowing in color joining us. We have um, uh, people I'm forgetting. Oh, we have a coastal like happy hour. I don't know if that's what we're calling it. I don't want us, I don't want them to think that we're just seeing them as like, they're the fun beer people. Like, that's not how I see them.
1: <laughs> um, is this but, uh, is this virtual, we'll all be drinking at home.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know what Trace is referring to, about Mike Tatey, but.
2: Uh, <laughs> maybe the fun coastal people. I don't know. Could be.
0: Could be. Yeah. was, that, was she, that it? Um, and then she smiled, and then someone's thanking you. Um,
1: <laughs> that's Bill Donahoe, Torque.
0: Oh, is it okay? Good. Yeah, I was gonna say Richard Butler is gonna be on that panel too, right? Yes, thank you. Richard's yeah.
2: been fantastic on the DEI committee. Um, he's co chairing it with Kirsten Feldman. He's thank gonna be introducing Arshay. It's going to be I think I'm talking about something less exciting, maybe finances in a boathouse. I don't know. Oh,
0: that's going to be a big (laughs) that's a big topic. Believe
2: me. Cri. I'm going to. Yeah, I mean, I guess I do know about that Um, and I I just yeah, we have a really good lineup. I I think nothing I don't know, nothing replaces being together in person in my mind. As we all know, um, you know my own kids in New York City went uh, totally virtual about three hours ago, according <laughs> to our mayor. So I totally appreciate, um, you know, how important it is to be together in person, and we will be again. But in the meantime, yeah. I really hope people will join us, and I do hope that people doing the outreach um, programs and serving kids from under-resourced communities will take advantage of coming to the convention for free. So. Yeah. Um, I think someone just asked what's happening with Row New York. No, the
0: the Row New York, who's who's taking over? Is it an interim or? Oh,
2: no, we have the, so I'm still on the board of Row New York, um, but we have an incredible team there, uh, and it's led by Rachel Citron, who's been with us since May of 2019. She was really Mm -hmm. running the day-to-day anyway. uh, She's Mm -hmm. phenomenal, comes from a sports-based youth development background, is learning to row um, up at. Pelham, yes, she's at Pelham oh. learning to row, and she's oh. fantastic. And I, I, I have no worries about row New York. I worry more about myself and U.S. rowing right now than row New York. it's a real,
0: it's a really inspiration what you what you did there. You know, from what I've, heard. you know, I have to say I donated something to last year, and I got a, the nicest letter from you. That, I'm good. It I'm just had the, it was so authentic and wonderful and made me feel good. And, you know, I, you just oh, got the, you got good. the nugget. Yeah. You good.
2: Got good nugget. We try that. I get authentic yeah. a lot. I think that's usually, I'm trying to decide good. if that's. Yeah. Right. Know.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, we would like everyone to, uh, we like to, to highlight clubs mm-hmm. and I think that's going to be our next episode is going to be like club spotlight. So we're going to take three random clubs from around the country and just Kind of bring their directors on and talk about what's going on at the club uh we have the link for that in the show notes if you'd like to submit your club uh news and it just i don't know not not very many people do it but i wish they would because i'd love to bring them to light you know very cool yeah and then of course gadgets and gear i love my gadgets and so i started this little segment and um this is the five dollar concept two uh, phone holder, oh. <laughs> but, but they go up from there. <laughs> and um, anyway, my my company is Pierce Press. I'm actually talking with some rowing people about uh, uh, publishing books, um, who shall remain nameless um, at the present time. But oh. uh, we we got a. <laughs> we got a um an award for this book it's a children's book about it's a, these uh, 10 diverse authors that are um and and that just kind of mixed in with with people like Thoreau and and emerson and stuff but oh, wow. people that you wouldn't normally know uh as household names or some of us um upcoming episodes we're going to have our two-year anniversary we're going to have a major announcement about our distribution uh, we're going to do, the, like I said, the club spotlights. Uh, we're going to do a piece on rowing apps and maybe some several segments on Tokyo mm-hmm. Olympics previews as hopefully the vaccine will be helping mm-hmm. turn around the, the pandemic by spring. But we'll see. And then gadgets and gear. But thank you all, both of you, for, for this great discussion. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having us. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Charlotte. Thanks, Jim. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah. Bye-bye. All Take
0: right. care.
2: Bye-bye. Good night, everyone. Bye.
1: Bye.